happy November, everybody. Uh, we're the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Joel, and with me is... Hey, guys, it's Jason. What is going on? I did that a little more normally this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys can tell or not. If you, uh, My spooky Halloween voice came in a little late this year, so I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. But Smelly cat. <laughs> yeah. my Actually, my voice is... Um, it's actually role-playing a board game, which is kind of cool. It's uh, playing as vast. It's playing as the cave full of spooky bones right now. So, <laughs> Yeah, I had that last week, so now it's your turn. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, uh, let's not waste my voice with, with zany banter, uh, because everyone everyone listens to the good boys of the board game mechanics for all the good news and hot takes, so we'll get <laughs> right down to it. Yep. All right, so I have a few pieces of news today. Um, and hey, Jason. Yes, yes. Uh, if uh, I'm on the little NyQuil right now, so just just making sure everything's cool here. If I stop making sense, just uh, make me sound cool later in editing, okay? <laughs> All right, I'll do that. <laughs> I can make also, the magic happen. I'm shopping for an old dial wheel iPod in the background while you talk, so. All right, sounds good. 80 gigabytes, $150 on eBay. <laughs> Let me know if you find a cheaper one than that. <laughs> All right, I will. All right. <laughs> All right, so the first bit of news that I wanted to talk about is Welcome To has a second printing out, well, on Kickstarter now, and it also has some neighborhood expansions. I think this is just, it might add cards or change the board or something. I didn't look into it too much because Welcome To, everybody knows what that is, and the expansion is just more goodness. Um, and it has about 11 days left by the time this episode airs. And I think it's at like 1200% funded or something. It's insane. Yep. We'll be talking more about this game later. So I'm not going to belabor the point. I actually have the Halloween neighborhoods. They, they emailed that to me and I printed them off. So, um, I mean, yeah, if, if we had played this game, Jason, we could have used those Halloween expansions if I thought about it, but <laughs> that's um, true, but they're kind of cool. I mean, like basically the mechanic in it is like. You can do tricks or treats, and it's like kind of a, not really push your luck, but kind of a race to see you can get those done first. Kind of like those objective cards in the game, too. But anyway, it's kind of a cool little other level in the game. That's cool, yeah. Not revolutionary, really, but I mean, whatever. Roman rights have infinite possibilities of things you can do, so it's nice that they keep jazzing it up so it doesn't get stale. Well, okay. You say infinite, but someone out there is going to, decide that it's not infinite so let's just think here for a second <laughs> that's true if there's if there's 60 if there's 60 cards in that deck i don't know how many cards are in the deck but 60 exclamation point comes out to an awful lot an awful lot uh 8.3209871 to the 81st power so that's that's how many different possibilities there are of this game being played <laughs> so let's say dozens how about that? Oh, okay, wait. That's just the number of ways that <laughs> the cards could flip out. Then how you order them on your... Yeah, it's darn near infinite. It's it's dozens. So dozens. Yeah, like more than more than 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 40, infinite, same thing. All right, so that's welcome to second printing. Go check that out on Kickstarter if you're into rolling rights or flipping rights, whatever you would call this one. Um, the next... Game I wanted to talk about is also on Kickstarter. It's from Gray Fox, and it is the sequel to Champions of Midgard called Reavers of Midgard. I looked at this a little bit. It looks a lot like Champions of Midgard. Everybody has their own player board. It has dice rolling. 
And you also have the, the area down at the bottom where you're fighting something. I'm not sure if it's monsters or just big bads. But it seems like Champions of Midgard, but a tad bit heavier, maybe, from what I read. So if you're into Champions of Midgard, this is probably the game for you. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I, uh, Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's just really expensive. I mean, well, I guess that's relative, but 65 bucks is seems like a lot to me, so I'm out on this one. Did the guys who do Raiders of the North Sea have another game come out of Essen or something? Or recently? They kickstarted a game called Architects of the West Kingdom or that's something. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So that's pretty hot, I think, right now, too. Yeah. I, I uh, Even in my NyQuil brain, I knew there was another Viking game out there somewhere. So. <laughs> no, this yeah. one looks really cool, though. I mean, Gray Fox hasn't let me down yet. I don't think I can think of a, a bad, bad game they've made, you know? I mean, I'm thinking right now, I like Harvest Dice. Um, I like Deceptions there, too, right? Yep. Yeah. So, it, it, I, I don't know. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. But they do a good job with those. Yeah, I have London Dread and Seven Ronin and Champions of Midgard. They're all good. Yeah, I want to say I've got another one of their games, but I don't want to venture a guess and be totally wrong. And I would be. So let's move on. We'll leave it at those. All right. So yeah, that's Reavers of Midgard. Go check that out if you're interested in fun dice games uh, and worker placement. Uh, The last game I wanted to talk about is called Guardians of Wayward by Kid Loves Tiger Games. Um, This is a dice building and card drafting game that is can be co-op or semi-co-op and it seems like a mixture of legendary meets dice masters like i watched some stuff on it and it's pretty much 50 50 both of those things so if you like those games this might be a game you want to check out 12 days left on the good old kickstarter hey um i don't know if you've noticed jason and audience but i'm 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 doing my best jason last week imitation with being sick here and after you said kid loves tiger games, my my very sick brain went baba da baba ding da ding dicky dicky. I'm like, oh man, sweet. That dude's getting into the board game world. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's kid rock, man. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Same diff, man. Same diff. Kids love tigers. Kid rock. Yeah. You're right. It probably is the same. Let's 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 just be honest. Kid Rock <laughs> probably has a tiger tattoo. So Yeah, among others, I'm sure. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> that man wore some very good hats in his day. <laughs> that is true, he does. Um, so that's all I have for news. So unless you have anything you wanted to talk about. If not, we can move on. I don't think you can trust me right now. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I say we just move on to uh the good part of this episode. Oh, the fun. What what we played, Deluxe. Yep. It's on Kickstarter now. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for more news about that. All right, so last episode we talked about we were going to be getting together, having some games for BGM Con number four. So this episode we wanted to talk about that experience, who all was there, what kind of games we played, how many games we played, and just what we thought of BGM Con number four. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that, or we can just start. If if we get through talking about four games, we'll do our first stretch goal, which is put linen finish on our cards. <laughs> and then if we get through all seven games, we'll put metal coins in our deluxe edition that we're talking about. <laughs> and minis, maybe. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, so... I drove up and met Joel at his parents' house in a city yet to be unnamed. My folks, my folks love having us there um, because it 
I don't know. I think it lets them feel like they're like middle aged again and that they're like very good high school boy has some high school friends <laughs> over. My mom loves to make a sloppy Joe's and all kinds of fun. <laughs> she so. does. The whole night she was like pushing food on us. You want this pizza? You want these brats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah, was funny. Pretty fun. Yeah. So we, me and Katie drove over there with the two girls in tow and it was you, your brother, Matt and Jed. Well, Jed wasn't there the whole time, but he was there for a little bit. So those are the participants of BGM4. The Jed, yes. Um, and and you guys were too, a little bit. So That's true. That is true. There's a chance that you were able to be on the on the very good voyeur cam that we had going most of the day, honestly. So yep. that was pretty cool. Yep, that was pretty cool. So when, when me and Katie showed up, the first game that was already set up on the table was the Roxley edition of Brass. Indeed. And that was game number one on the docket. It was. And so <laughs> mistakes were made. Let's just start off by saying that. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's to be expected, I guess. So yeah. in hindsight, if someone's not there when you're explaining a game and they've never played it, and then you're like, just sit down and play. It's fine. <laughs> just, Maybe don't do that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Just just learn as you play. Yeah, that's never a good option for a Martin Wallace game. This is a Martin Wallace game. It's... <laughs> I know you played Ticket to Ride. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> I that did, did come I did out at one that. point. I did say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it has trains. I mean, come on. Pretty darn close. <laughs> it's like Ticket to Ride Rails and Sales because it has boats and trains. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, um, I haven't played Brass before, and I really dug it, even though it went on longer than it should have. But Oh, for sure. I still enjoyed the game so much that I made a trade with you to get the old busted version that I actually played through a two-player solo, and it was amazing. Yeah, I love that game so much. Yeah, with and with and with a group that isn't um, like trying to learn <laughs> as they go. <laughs> it was my fault, man. Like, and then the second phase came, and he's like, "All right, I'll just put these out." I'm like, "No, what? Okay, see how those are are ones you can't you can't use those because uh, yeah, go ahead and put the ones out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So." The first thing we learned at BGM Comp 4, if someone doesn't listen to the rules, don't learn as you play. That's a mistake. Right. Right. Yeah. So Br Brass is good. I enjoyed it a lot. Maybe, I mean, that's the second Martin Wallace game that I've ever played. So probably I might like it better than the next one we're going to talk about. Well, okay. So it's in my top 10. Like I'm spoiling this. You guys are getting a little bonus here, but I don't know. I love this game a lot. And that was the worst experience I've ever had playing it. And so I think we were all kind of thinking, hey, this game of brass, which should be eh, a nice tight 90 minutes, yeah, went on for like two and a half hours. So you know what we ought to do? We ought to play another Martin Walls game right <laughs> after this one. <laughs> yeah, and, and we did. <laughs> we played London next. But actually, London went over a little better, I think, because it, yeah. it's a simpler game for sure. Yeah, London went over pretty quickly, pretty good. Um, I, I don't win that game. It's... uh. It feels like the way to win at London is like losing the least, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You just have to be doing at least better than one other person, and you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure, like, it was a really competitive tight game until the last turn where my brother was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and run my city. <laughs> There's one card that'll flip. I've got 40 cards in my hand. <laughs> Who cares? I'll take on the 35, 50 yeah. poverty, whatever it he, is. He seriously had 50 poverty, I think. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and I think before his last turn, he only had like 20 maybe. So like, yeah. seriously, 
No, I, I think that's one of those games that I would suggest if you're going to play London, play it twice back to back, like play it really fast the first time. And because I like it didn't make sense to me until it was too late. I was like, okay, so I got to get money to put cities out to keep me from getting more poverty so that I can get more cards to, you know, I mean, just the way how the engine on that isn't just the tableau in front of you. It's the stuff on the board, too. And so, like, I don't know. The other thing, too, is I haven't played the new edition and I could be totally wrong on this, but I think having a board has its merits. So I think I'm with you. I think the old edition might beat the new one on this one. Yeah, I I like this game a lot. It's 100% engine building. That's all it is. It's it's night and day different than Brass, too, which is crazy. That's the same guy because they're completely different games. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that's really cool about this game, too, is that the graphic design on the edition that we played um, is by that very good graphic designer who made old vintage cereal boxes in the 70s. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. It looks like every other <laughs> tree frog or whatever game that... They did of his, but it's no, it's, it's but a lot you of love great. that look, man. I you do, love I, it. It's I do like it. Yeah, it's function over form. I guess I like it. It's because you're a hipster, dude, and like you like that old vintage looking sweet uh, original art, man. You like the smell of it. It's like you don't even listen to vinyl. You listen to reel to reel recordings of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's what that's what London makes me feel like. Yep. That's <laughs> what I thought too. Hey, this is like listening to a reel to reel recording of the Beatles. <laughs> It's yeah. like breaking into Phil Spector's house and stealing. I, I don't. I don't. Did Phil Spector work with the Beatles? I don't know. Probably. Don't George know. George uh, Martin. It's like breaking into George Martin's house and, and is that who the guy was? Pete, oh, Be- man. Pete Best. I don't know. All right. If we mess this all up, <laughs> just email us at Jason at BoardGameMechanics.com, BGMechanics.com. Yeah. Let us know who the producer. I think it was George Martin, yeah. but I, I could be totally wrong. That sounds right. Or Yoko Ono or something like that. I think Phil Spector worked with the Beach Boys. I know Brian Wilson produced a lot of their junk, but anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So that's why we talk about board games, because we don't know who the producers are of oldies. Well, let's get a transition to our next board game we played, which was <laughs> 60s Britpop Invasion Trivia Game. <laughs> Trivia Pursuit Beatles, and we lost real bad. Oh, real bad. It was, let's not even talk about it. That was a real stink pot. <laughs> All right. So open the night with a uh, medium weight brass. Go into a, a gateway, London. Oh yeah, fandom family filler game. Go Monday. into kids' game next called Ch- children's game. Children's game called Welcome to. So we played a game of Welcome to against my wishes, but we did it anyway. J- Jason, uh, Jason was like, "I if we're gonna play this, let's just play High Ho Cherry and bring the girls in." So <laughs> said that about three, four times. <laughs> yeah. So I will say, Welcome to was a good game. It was a good roll and write style game yeah for for what it is I, I actually enjoyed it and had fun so like basically what you're trying to say is if you had to stick your foot into a bear trap it would be this bear trap that you had to stick your foot into because i mean like you're a, a pretty big uh not proponent pretty pretty big advocate to not advocate what uh adversary to the yeah. roll and write games boy the yep. night cool timer is really going hard now <laughs> well <laughs> I, this would have been my one of choosing until I did one for a review recently uh-huh, that I like uh-huh. that I like better than this one. But this one was still okay, though. Well, should we tease it and just be like, go to the YouTube channel, figure out what it is? There's a really well, awesome ruling right that you did a that, review of last week. That one is also called Welcome to Something. So go to the YouTube channel and check it out. Ooh, there's your password. Hashtag Welcome to Something. Or hashtag Welcome to YouTube. Oh, yeah. What up? 
That's no, true. that's not it. If you say welcome to YouTube, you get a low five. <laughs> yeah, so Katie ended up winning welcome to on the third tiebreaker. Yes, she did. Yeah, I was tied with her and she beat me on the third tiebreaker. Well, so. like here's here's the thing. My strategy in that game is always fill in the middle and then kind of work your way out. And like that yeah, almost always works really well until like you are going through the cards the second time through and like every card that flips is a seven and an eight. You're like, yeah. huh, that's that's not good. Yeah, I did the, ab- the absolute opposite. I started with 12 and worked backwards. So, yeah, and that seemed to work okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like that game because my wife loves Racco and she likes it pretty well. It was one that turned, I mean, like after we played, I mean, basically two gateway games in your mind, but for everyone else, <laughs> we were kind of like, hey, our brains could use a little break here. Let's do this one maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. I enjoy. I enjoyed it. It's just not a game that, I'm not going to seek it out and say, man, I really want to play Welcome To. But if somebody wanted to play it, I would not. I would be more open the next time because I actually enjoyed it. A six. Yeah. Yeah, it's a six. That's fine. I'll take it. All right. And then after Welcome To, we I think we ate some food or something. And then we moved on to Gateway Plus. Yeah. Called Lisboa. Yep. Yep. So Katie got to learn Lisboa. I actually got to play with real people because I'd only ever played against Lacerda. And it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. And and so how do we do on the rules, Jason? Did we get all the rules right? We got most of them right, but we had somebody in the live video helping us through the rules. And he, he knows the rules a little bit, just a little bit better than us, yeah, I, I think. I'd say he's a rules expert, probably. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Vitalis heard to stop by while we were actually playing and he was chatting with us and corrected some of our rules mistakes. And it was only one, actually. It wasn't yeah. terrible. It was only one rule that we messed up in that big one minor rule beast. that we had just a little wrong. Yeah, that's impressive, actually. Like I, For all those rules, we only missed one. That's not bad. And I mean, if I were going to throw you under the bus, I would say I didn't get it wrong. You got it wrong. But I, I would never do that to my co-host ever. So we <laughs> yeah. got the rule wrong. The other, it was me, yeah. It was the me. other part that was really fun too is when I was gonna like shuck one of my boats to get, uh, like I was going to get a second boat and I had to discard one, and like Vita was like, no, 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 boats are good, keep the boats. <laughs> like I was like, all right, man, I'm not gonna fight the guy who says keep the boats who designed the game. So yeah, and then as he was getting off, he told us that we need to make sure we built stores because they're important too. Yeah. yeah. Yep, he did, and huh. That's interesting because I think you built maybe the no I don't think you built the least stores but you you whooped us man so I think it has everything to do with the fact that I did not man I was like all right I'm gonna try not to take those like in in game scoring cards which I know are like stupidly those critical but I was like you know what I don't I don't want to waste actions on that so I'm gonna not do that and so I think the things you did better than me one is that you took the favor actions uh, not the favor the little whenever you went to the monarch you always got one of those little chits to be like hey I'm gonna follow you know yep. so you followed way more than I did and then and then you definitely took those cards and did well with the cards I think I probably had as good or better stores and infrastructure out than you but you just did a better job of saying hey let's put points on the board so you whipped us all man so congratulations on that. Rubble cubes, man. That's where it's at too. Rubble cubes and public buildings. I love the rubble cubes and public buildings. So this game, like I don't even want to play it with Lacerda because He slaps you around. Well, yeah, and then you've got to like do like you've got to have two halves of your brain working against each other. I'm I don't not working against each other, but it's like there's plenty to do there just playing it by yourself, much less running an AI, you know? So Right, yeah. I don't know. Did you so you like this as well as you thought you would? 
Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed it. And like the more I play it, the more second nature everything comes. So it's just like, oh right. yeah, if I if I go here, I can do this. Like all of it makes sense the more you play it because it's really a simple game when it boils down. It's just the stuff that fires off of the one action that you take becomes a little crazy. And there are a lot of rules. So that's what makes it heavy is the rules. Well, I think it's one of those games that like, honestly, you can figure it out fairly quick. I mean, honestly, I mean, like the guide and everything, like if you think of it as a flow chart, like if I do this, then this, if I do this, then this, I think you can figure it out pretty quick. But I think there's just such a complex puzzle that follows and the way how everyone interacts with each other differently all the time. And just, I don't know, it's one of those games that like. I don't know. You feel like you're really actually building something, which feels really cool. And then I think just the way how the puzzle plays out differently each time. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think I would, I don't think I would ever turn down a game of this. I think if someone said, Hey, what's Lisboa about? I'd be like, huh? Funny you ask. Sit down. Let's play. <laughs> you just carry it around in your car all the time. <laughs> yeah. Travel Lisboa, like the little, like, you know, connect four in the plastic bin. Yeah. Have that in my car. It is funny because, like, we're all the time trying to decide what our favorite Vitale Asserta game is. But really, I would play any of them at any time. Like, if someone said, I don't really want to play Lisboa, I'd rather play the Gallery. So I'd be like, okay. I don't really want to play the Gallery, so I want to play Kanban. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Not a problem. Yeah, it, they're all great games, and he's su- such a good designer that you're comparing nine and a half to ten on all these games, and it's just, I don't know, it's tough. Uh, oh, I agree 100%. Um, I haven't played CO2. Um, that's the only one at this point that's widely available I haven't played. But, I mean, I don't know. It it doesn't appeal to me as much. Yeah, I'm with um, you. But, I mean, whatever. I'm sure it's really good. Yeah, I would play it because, again, it's Vitello Serta. But, I, yeah, it's not one I'm going to seek out. And I have the four that I need right now. I would play it and probably go, yeah, that was amazing. And then, like, be like, yeah, I've got the four I need right now. So... I don't know. I'm definitely going to be backing on Mars, though. Like, I'm already looking at the, uh, I'm already looking at the family shoe budget and be like, Luke, make those shoes last one extra month because Daddy's getting the deluxe edition. <laughs> you back that one, and I'll get Escape Plan because that one seems. I, I kind of think that one looks a little cooler to me. I know on Mars is bigger and heavier, but I like the the Escape Plan premise a little bit. And Jason, you got that thing about. I won't play space games, so yeah, I get it. And there is that. I wasn't going to mention that, but Vital, it, I mean, it'll be a pasted on theme, so <laughs> it could be anything probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I guess at this point, I'm pretty happy that you got a chance to be happy and play some games that you enjoyed because the rest of the con are games that Jason, I don't think, would say are his cup of tea. Probably. I don't know. No, the next one, the next one was okay. So after Lisboa, we went and moved on to... A Richard Breeze game called Keyflower. The the Richard Breeze game, because all the other ones are just knockoffs. So this is the big daddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. I think this is like, I think Key Market was first, but then he was like, this game's better than Key Market, so just don't don't remember Key Market. Remember this one instead. Yeah. So I don't know if Key Market was first or not. I think it is, but I'm, I'm not positive. I don't know. There's too many of them with the name Key in it. I have no idea. There's like nine of them or something. That's probably wrong, but there are a lot. So this one's really good, Jason. If you have people who are all on the same skill level as you, um, so it got kind of dumb because, like, I don't know, people didn't know what to bid on at first, and they didn't exactly understand how to score points. And I think this is one of those games that, like, you can try and explain it, but like, you you won't really understand like how you're gonna make your own 
points engine until you've played through it once, I think. So right, yeah. I don't know. I, I remember my first time playing it thinking, no, that was fine. But then like every time after that, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm trying to work for now. And like by all accounts, I should have just destroyed you guys, but like I totally didn't at all. Like I don't, I didn't win. I'm pretty sure. So I'm not sure who did, who did win that game, but at any rate, like you guys did a good job with it. Um, but the bidding was really fun. Um, there's a couple rules. There's a couple things where the iconography is just real dumb on it. So like some of them are like you place a guy here and that lets you trade in a certain color guy for a different color guy. So it takes two guys to get the one. Um, and like it just doesn't really indicate that on the tiles very well. And then there's other ones too where like that four plus thing on the, on the like ship bidding thing like drove us crazy forever. And I, I mean, I'm pretty sure. And I think. I don't know if somebody knows better. Tell us. But I've always played that as just like, hey, this is what you play with four or more players. You play with this hex, yeah, you know? I think that's right. But that iconography sucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. And then the game's a little fiddly to set up, too. Like, you kind of got to figure out your tiles of piles of tiles and just go from there. But I don't know. It's It's perfectly fine, for sure. And, like, I don't think I don't think anybody can say it's a bad game. I think people could say... I'm not into the bidding mechanism or they could say I'm not into the long setup times and stuff. And I would definitely be like respect, but I like this one. Um, and it's, it's good with the right group. I don't know. I think if, I, if that said, all that said, if in hindsight, we were re- doing a redo on, on the weekend, I would have probably said, Hey, let's play heaven and Alan state or something probably, but I don't know. I'm no regrets, I guess. Yeah. I, I liked Keyflower, but I didn't like, the tiles in front of me, I, I didn't like the player board part of it. I liked the bidding part. I thought the bidding was fun and the bidding on the boats was fun and kind of trying to get to flip the tiles to score points. But I didn't care about, hey, you got a tile in front of you. If you put a dude there, you can do stuff or go to this person's tile and you can do stuff. That wasn't interesting to me, but I did like the bidding. The bidding was really fun. Well, I think the best tiles didn't come out either is the other thing. So like you always have like three tiles that aren't going to show up in every game. Um, or in games with I player count, there's three tiles that aren't going to show up. So I think some of the best, richest tiles to put into your little like village or whatever weren't there. So I don't know. That kind of hurt it a little bit in our play. Um, but I don't know. It's just, uh, the, that's the other thing too is like, I've, I've played this game a few times and sometimes people get seriously aggressive on the bidding using your people as currency to bid. Other times people are like, I'm not going to bid on anything. And people win for like one meeple a ton because they're using those people in their own village or using them in other people's village to do work, you know? So I think the thing that you and I had that kind of, kind of was like, oh man, we're coming from behind here is that we just, we just barely lost a bunch of auctions in the first round. So I think you got zero tiles and I got one and we yep. spent tons of guys bidding and then we still didn't get much out of them. So yep. like that just handicaps you a little bit, but I don't know. Overall, I, I like, I enjoy that game. I'll, it's, it's not a 10. It's a, it's between a six and an eight, but I can't, there's no number between six and eight, you know? So, um, I'm going <laughs> to give this one an eight. Yeah. I mean, the the way that you have to bid with certain colors is really cool. I, I kind of wish, like, you know, if there's yellow there, you can only use yellow stuff. I wish other games kind of did that because it makes things a little more interesting. You could have a pile of blue, but somebody goes there with one yellow, your blues are worth nothing now. So I think right. that's a really cool mechanism, and I really dug that. It's like a Trump mechanism almost, you know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can see that. And then the greens make the game kind of interesting, too, that those greens... Like, I just stayed out of the green game. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have one green guy, and, like, I'll let Jason and Katie fight over the green guys and, like, outbeat each other. And it didn't really work. I mean, you guys kind of kind of played nice, but, yeah. 
we did it one time. Like she wanted this one time, and I just I outbid her by like one green guy. So, but that was the extent of it. Really, it was just one bid. The other thing too is I wish there was a way to make your movement a little more powerful in that game because there's so many good ways to score points, but you have to start moving resources so early in the game to get them where you need them to be and like forward plan. Like, okay, well, I've, I, I'm going to really plan on trying. Like you have those winter tiles. You almost really have to think like, okay, for the last season, I'm going to have like eight yellow guys ready to go so that way I can definitely win this plus do this other thing to get tons of wood here. You know what I mean? Use all my movement and get like, Tons of points from wood or whatever. So I don't know. It's It requires a lot of forward planning, too, that just you have to play a game a few times to get it. I know some people just love Keyflower, absolutely love it. Like I know Ryan Metzler like just like raves about this game, but I, and usually I really respect him. Like He's like one of the guys in the Bice Tower that I'm like, man, his opinion is really good. Right, yeah. Um, I'm with you. But I think to say it's your number one game of all time, I don't know, man. I'm not there yet. So maybe it will get better with me, but I, I like it just fine. Yeah, I would play it again, and I think – now that I know how to play it, I would do things differently, and I would probably enjoy it better the next time. Speaking of games you don't enjoy at all, Jason, what do we play next? Yeah, next time, next game we played was a, a roll-and-move game called Downforce. I don't know that you roll so much, but yeah. It's a flip and sure. move. Flip and move. <laughs> <laughs> flip and move. No, I, I actually really like this game, and it's funny because, like... I was talking to my brother about what he thought about the games we played, and he was like, bar none, Downforce was my favorite game. And like, bar none, Downforce was your least favorite game. So yeah. it's just, I mean, people just have different tastes, and that's fine. I mean, that's why there's so many different choices out there for games. And I, I really do like Downforce. Um, but like, I don't know, this is the worst game of it I've ever played, probably. Because like, there was one car that took off at the beginning, and no one was able to slow him down at all. Because like, just the way how the wilds were, and just, I don't know, nobody else got aggressive enough to try and block him. So... Um, it was kind of fun that the team of Jason and Jed just took off and destroyed <laughs> the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, I had fun playing it. I just, it wasn't a game that I felt like I did anything meaningful, you know? So I was like, well, I don't have any cards to play, so then I have to play something. I can't move my own car, so I might as well move this green car that's in the lead. So it's like it kind of made the decisions for me, and I don't know, this game gets so much, like, love, and I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I thought, well, maybe this will be cool. And it was okay. But I was like, there's no reason it should get as much love as it does. So the things that we didn't do as much as we normally you normally do when you play Downforce is I didn't pay attention to my hand of cards as much as I normally do. So if I were really doing a better job paying attention to my hand of cards, I would have bid a lot more. on. So since we had such a high player count, I didn't get aggressive with my bidding at all. And that kind of screwed me up because I had really good black cards in my hand. And I ended up owning, like, the orange car or something. So, like... Right. I had awesome, awesome, awesome black cards. The other thing too is then like you bet kind of based on like, well, okay, this eight's been burnt and they've seen a few sixes come out for this one. And I have these cards in my hand. So I think I can make this underdog come in and win. And so, I mean, I forget which car I bid on, but there was one car that I was like, man, I, I think this one's not really had a lot of cards played on it yet. And I think I can bring it forward. And I did. I think it came in second, but winning all three of your bets in second place when someone else wins all three in first place, you're just not going to win, you know? So I don't know. Right, right. And then I didn't spend any money on getting a car at all. And I only had cards that go with green and Jed got green. So I just had to vote on him and let him win. And even though he had the car and got first place, I still only lost by like $6 million. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And this is the first time I've ever seen a negative points scored in (laughs) this game ever. That's because your brother had two cars and they both didn't do very well. (laughs) Like DNF'd. And he had like spent like twelve million bucks on him, I think, or something crazy. Yeah. So, what do you have like negative two million or something? 
Yeah, I think negative two or one. One of the two. Um, I mean, I do like this game. I, I'm really curious about some of the other tracks that are available. Like, I'd be really interested in checking out some of the expansion tracks because there's a ton of tracks for it. The other thing, too, is I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough yet. But as I'm playing this game, those six powers that are out there, they're all really good. But I'd be really curious if there's more powers, like another pack of powers. And that would be a really great way to expand the game, too, is to yeah. have another set of drivers, you know? That would be but cool. I don't know. I, I do like it. I mean, for it just being like a little quick party filler game, that's the other thing, too. This group we played with, man, I like everybody in that group. I really do. Um, and it's not you or your wife's fault because you guys are like ideal board gamers. Like, hey, I thought about my turn quite a bit when it wasn't my turn. And here's my turn. It, it's going pretty quick. Um, other people who shan't be named, but it wasn't you, your wife or me. Um, they tend to not think about their actions that much until their turn happens. Yeah. And then they like play out five different scenarios in their minds and just, I don't know, it, like any game that should be short and quick like that, just the momentum's killed so bad that like it doesn't end up being short and quick. So like this game of downforce, it took probably 45 minutes or better, you know? I mean, and it should have been a 20 minute game. So right, yeah, I don't know. That kind of sours it too. Yeah, I mean, again, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate when we were playing it. I just also didn't love the game. And I was looking on BGG, and this game is number 515. There are only 400 or 514 games that are better than this. Here comes the clicky keyboard, because I want to just make my make a point here. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going to look up a game here, too, real fast. Uh... Man, your okay. Key, your keyboard is really clicky. <laughs> it's it's a mechanical keyboard. I'm a real board, I'm a real video game boy. Otherwise, but um, so okay, I I'll see your five fifteen and raise you. Uh, Jamaica is number four seventeen overall. So I mean, like apparently right. Jamaica's Jamaica is a hundred games better than this one. And I don't know, like there's nothing Jamaica does better no, than this to me. Downforce is better than Jamaica. I'll give you that. But either way, like. It just seems really high for what this game does. And I understand. It's fun. It's the betting part. Like, it ma- it gives you that, like, yeah, I'm going to win. Because, you know, I gave Jed a high five when he won, and I was into it. So I think it's more the feeling of the game than actually what the game does. So I guess that is what it is. Yeah. And then speaking of clicky keyboards, here we go. Um, <laughs> you know what the real cry and shame is in this whole thing? Oh, dude, I can't find it. Uh, our boys at R&R Games... Dude, this isn't even on. No, come on, come on. Home stretch has got to be. It's not on BGG. Yeah, it is. It's got to be, man. Formula D is four forty eight, and I think Downforce is better than that mess of a game too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, home. home it's R and R games is home stretch, right? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, that game's awesome too, man. I don't know. So anyway, whatever. Um. That one's just dice downforce, though. I mean, if I'm going to be honest. So, anyway, I don't know. Racing games, some people love them. Have you ever played Pitch Car? I have not, but that's like a flicking game, right? Yeah, I don't get how that one's in the top 100, honestly. I mean, like, I don't know. People love it, though. I can tell you why. Big Tommy V talks about it all the time. Big Tommy V, the kingmaker? Yep. I think it's because he talks about that game so much that people like it. I, I don't know, like... It seems okay, but again, it's a flicking game. I'd rather play Downforce. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, he loves flicking games for sure. Um, but that said, I do own like a lot of flicking games myself. But Pitch Car, not too cool. I don't know. Yeah, not my, not my style of game. But we did not play that at BGM Con Four or any of those other games that we went off on a tangent on. We played Downforce, then we moved on to the last game of the night when everybody was very tired. 
Jason, this episode would have been like 30 minutes if we didn't do that. So it was pretty critical we do that. That's true. That is true. So the last game of the night is Legend of the Cherry Tree that blossoms every 10 years. Yeah, I didn't do well at this one, did I? No, you did not. Well, it's because you kept drawing. Like, <laughs> it's a push your luck game, and you push your luck every single turn. <laughs> Never got anything behind your your board, your screen. You're not going to win that way. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, no, you're right. And I mean, like, I don't know. I was pretty tired at this point, and I wasn't super into it. I couldn't quite understand. I couldn't like. My brain was mush, man. After you play a real good game like Downforce that requires so much brain power, it's hard to play anything. So that's <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm I'm, I'm lying, but <laughs> I I think Legend of the Cherry Tree uses more brain power than Downforce actually. Eh, yeah, it might because of that whole like do this and you can put stuff behind your screen and stuff. Yeah, it, it does have some thinking in it. I'm thinking, did we play something between Downforce and and Cherry Tree? Maybe not. I don't think so. I was I pondered through it, and I I don't think so. I, I think my, you yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like you've got them all. I looked at my pictures that I took, and after Downforce's Legend of the Cherry Tree, because we stopped recording after Lisboa, and then we played Keyflower, Downforce, and Legend of the Cherry Tree. Yeah, I think you're right. This game's not bad. The cool thing about it are those little like flowers that you draw are kind of cool plastic. Um, I don't know. Um, it's not a bad game for sure. I mean, it's. I don't know if I'd play this over like Ink and Gold or something else like that. It's a push your luck game, but I don't know. It's it's as good as any push your luck game, probably. Really, um, and it's cool. It's on the same plane as Ink and Gold. I think Celestia is a better game for sure, but I do like this game and Ink and Gold about the same. They do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, like, I don't know. Like, the other thing, too, is, like, I kept doing, like, I'm going to draw eight and thinking, like, okay, eventually at some point, like, the odds will be in my favor and I'll have a big turn to, like, get caught up. But, like, it never <laughs> happened. So I, nope. like, lost, like, it was, like, 21 to 78 or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Katie had a pile of points. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Really pretty game, though. It's got some nice art. I mean, it's a yellow game, so I don't know what else I would expect. But, yeah, right. really pretty game. Yeah, it's a good game. Um I like it, and it's a game that kind of goes under the radar. Not a lot of people are talking about it, so this will be one of the games that I champion as a good push-your-luck game. And after that game, that is the game that we close the night with. Close BGM Con 4 with a game about a cherry tree that blossoms every 10 years. And it was like it was like it was like a thing of beauty. It was like a closing ceremony. It was like, (laughs) hey, we had we had the Olympics of board games. Now we're going to have our very good closing ceremony where we draw cherry blossoms out of a bag (laughs) yep that is true all right so games games we didn't play jason how about that what game did we not play that would have been like oh man i wish we could have worked that one in i'm gonna say the one i'm thinking of that you brought in your bag okay it's trickerion i wish we would have played trickerion in there somewhere yeah i would agree with that and i also another one that i brought that i wanted you to play was merlin yeah both those i think at one point were like hey do you want to play these and i think we were right in that like yeah, we've played a couple of medium weight j- to Jason games. So I don't know if I want to explain these to these simpletons. These games to these simpletons <laughs> is kind of where you're at. But <laughs> no, like I, I did say that I didn't feel like explaining them. And they are both like sometimes I, games are easier to teach than others. And then Merlin is a beast to teach. Like it's not that hard to play, but it is a beast to teach. And I just didn't really feel like going into it. So that kind of steered me from that game. Yeah, Trickerion, I think I'm going to watch a rules explanation of it. And then, I don't know, I'm guessing, like, 
what we ought to do next time we have a BGM con is say, hey, you guys, um, look out at that other table out there. They're playing a real good game of cash and guns. You guys should run out and play cash and guns. And then you and I will sit down and play Tricarion instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you would dig that game. But yeah, in your bag, what else did you bring that I wanted to play? I wanted to play Feudum, but again, that had the same issue with, do I want to learn a game for an hour? So yeah. we passed on that one hard. And that would be learning a game for an hour for sure. To only have a game that you know has confrontational war type stuff in it that you wouldn't have been crazy about. Right, right. It's not it's not super prevalent, but it's there. I mean, it's enough that you would feel it. Um, the one I want you to play that okay, so there's two games that I definitely want you to check out because I think you'd like them, and that's in spite of your protests. Uh, the one the one I think you'd be okay with. Um, I really want you to check out Airline Europe's be- Airlines Europe because it'll be your favorite children's game ever um, on your weight scale. <laughs> but I think it's as, I think it's as good a family weight game as you can find out there. Right. Um, and then I didn't even bring it this time though. Then the other one was Power Grid, and like I just can't believe you haven't played Power Grid. And that's one that it it would have been two hours with our group. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Most most groups. I mean, like I probably could have taken that game to a retirement community of people playing bridge and been like, Hey, I know you guys have never played a board game ever. You're only playing bridge. <laughs> but let me explain this game. And let's play it. And it probably would have gone a little quicker than our group was going this last Saturday. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something about that game. Like I like freedom and freeze, but man, there's just something about that game. It just doesn't attract me or interest me. And I don't know what it is. I'll probably play Ugly it. board. Yeah. I mean, but like, clearly I don't care about that. I like Martin Wallace and his, all his games look hideous. <laughs> But yeah. I don't know. Just I'd probably play it and love it. I just I can't get past that initial. It's of it. super good. <laughs> it's your Marco Polo, man. I'm telling you right now, it's your Marco Polo. Like once you play it, you'll be like, oh yeah, that is good. Um, and it probably is. I don't disagree with you. It's just I got to get there. So let's just do this right now to make the secondary market copies of of Power Grid drop a little more. Um, let's pretend this is real, okay? So um, let's just put this out there, and we can put it on our clip show that we said this. Then we played Power Grid, and it's such a bad trash game that everyone should sell their copy for $5 on Board Game Geek <laughs> to anyone who'll buy it because it's such a bad trash game. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy it. I'll, I would like to check that bad trash game out. Yeah, it's a bad... Well, we played it, Jason, and we said it was a bad trash game. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. That's true. We did play it. You're right. And it's a bad trash game that you should buy for $5. <laughs> Shipped. Yeah. I mean, it only costs you like 6 bucks to get rid of the game that way because shipping costs <laughs> at least $11. That's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I think you would like that game. I like Stockpile too. I brought that one along too. Um, that's just uh, that's a good game too. But that's a little light. Like I think at one point you made the statement. You're like, dude, I'm not driving four hours round trip to play children's games. <laughs> that sounds like something I would have said, but I don't think I said children's game. <laughs> I was like, Jason, dude, seriously though. Like, I just, I just. I don't know. Concordia. Can we play Concordia? Like I'm not playing children's games with you after driving five hours. <laughs> I would have probably played Concordia. Did you take, the, did you bring that? I didn't bring Concordia. Oh, okay. Well, I knew that I knew it had just that bad, bad looking box and there's no way the children would play it. And that's the only people who would play it. The children. Cause <laughs> it's a children's true. game. That's true. Yeah. I kind of wish we would have played heaven and ale instead of downforce. I do dig that game a lot. Yeah. Heaven and ale is really good. Um, and actually that's one that, that, my Fort Wayne people have played, so I don't know. The other thing, too, that like kind of stuck out to me is people who were complaining kind of a lot. They were like, hey, man, like we love playing games with you, but can we like maybe play a game that we already know like once ever? Because that'd be really cool. 
And like my reply in my brain was, well, you know what? If you guys would just get obsessed about board games and play them every weekend, you would be playing these games several times and be tired of them by the time Jason and I are too and only want to play the hottest new games. So the hottest new <laughs> games like London and Brass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And, down, no, but I and mean, downforce from the 70s or 80s or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty serious, though. They were both like, both the people were like, you know, it'd be really cool if next time we could play a game that we already knew and didn't have to learn something. And I get that. And like, I don't know. It makes me think a little. Um, like, I try and keep my collection at, you know, around ballpark 300 games. And I'm over that right now. But I mean, just, I don't know. Like, so like, I'm thinking this Champions of Midgard, Reavers of Midgard coming out is probably a better version. I mean, honestly, that I would like better. But Champions is still a really good game, and I've played that with people, and they know how to play it. And I mean, like, I don't know. They won't know it's the second best game like it out there if I don't tell them about Reavers. So I don't know. It's, like, worth consideration that stuff that people already know how to play and enjoy might be worth keeping, even if it's not the best one, you know? So yeah. I don't know. It's something I'm starting to think about a little bit. No, I get it. It's just it's just hard to win. Like, we don't ever get to play games, but, like, twice a year. So yeah. then, like, we want to play games that, one, we haven't played before. Or with each other so we can talk about them. And two, then we have to teach those games to people who aren't really into games. And it just kind of bogs it all down. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you totally nailed it right there. For sure. So, yeah. That was the games of BGM Con 4. So, we'll do a quick recap. Uh, we started the day with Marty Wallace, Brass in London. Moved on to some flipping Right. Welcome to. Then we dove into Vitella Serta's party game, Lisboa. Then we did some bidding on a key flower, did some roll and move of downforce, and then we gathered some cherry blossoms from the Legend of the Cherry Tree that blossoms every 10 years. My ratings were Lisboa was my favorite game, followed by Brass, even though it was a bad play of it. And then I'm going to give Key Flower and Lennon a tie, personally. So that was my personal, like, how I enjoyed things. The other stuff, I'm not even going to mention. Like, it was fine, but yeah. Yeah, I probably would go... I probably would just go Lisboa, Brass, and then London as well. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't you weren't too down with Keyflower, and I get that. And the other thing, too, is like Keyflower is kind of a like late part of the day, too. Yeah, I don't care about that as much. Just, I don't know. It's one of those games that got a, it's been hyped up by a lot of people, and I, I don't know. I think I just expected more from it. Yep. Yep. All right. So, stuff that I want to play at the next board game mechanics con is I want to play Mask of the Red Death. Oh, yeah. Because I've just been seeing a ton of really cool stuff about that game. Good game. I want to play Gugong. It should be around, around by then, right? Oh, yeah. And then I want to play Blood on the Clock Tower. But, like, someone's going to have to manage that thousand indices book for us to play it, I guess. The big but, mama book with the flannel graph inside. Yeah. And um, one of those slide rules, too, I think. so. But that game does seem pretty awesome. I don't know if it'll even be out. And, and like a Kickstarter, like out next year. But man, I think it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. That, we talked to that guy a long time ago. I don't even know when they said that was coming out. Maybe January. It was going to hit Kickstarter somewhere around there. Well, I remember him th him saying when it was, and I was like, man, that's still forever away. But I don't know. It seems pretty cool. Yep. I would like to play. I don't know, Gugong, and then I'll bring some kids' games. Yeah, that'd be really good. That you bring along. Uh, Voyages of Marco Polo and uh, other What's Your Game games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get Madeira, Madeira and Nippon. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Those are good children's games. Yep, that they are. 
Well, cool. Well, that was about it, guys. Um, the NyQuil is fully kicked in now. So I've been Joel. And I'm Jason. And keep gaming. And we're not going to try and say it in unison or anything like that because, come on, man. That's not us. Oh, uh, we might. I'm going to edit it in. You wait. Keep, <laughs> keep gaming. gaming. All right. There we go. Just some good clever editing, Jason.